Welcome. You are listening to a special episode of TLR's podcast. In this series, we are talking to the reviewers who brought you TLR's 55 most reread books. Each episode breaks down the list into specific favorites for that reviewer. You can find more reviews and best of lists on thelesbianreview.com. I'm joined today by one of our newer reviewers, Miranda, who's going to talk about her picks for the most reread books, a list that we just released recently on TLR. Miranda, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Sheena. So what is it about certain books that bring you back again and again to them? What magic is it that we're, we're drawn to? I was forced to think about this as we were coming up with our list of rereads and I had to be a little bit more analytical. What was it that was drawing me back to these? And I think of the three that uh, I put on the list, the things that I feel like they have in common is um, there's a great sense of place in the books. There's also a very loving and realistic, I think, family component to it. And then, of course, an irresistible kind of mysterious love interest character in uh, in all three of these novels that we're looking at. That's actually completely true. How interesting. Okay, well, let's start with your first one then. What is your first pick? Okay, my first pick is Poppy Jenkins by Claire Ashton. Okay, Sheena, I'm going to read the synopsis from the Lesbian Review website, which you actually wrote. I think this is a good one. And it says, Poppy Jenkins by Claire Ashton is an absolute must-read. It is beautifully written, well-constructed, and has a lovely romance. Poppy Jenkins is beloved by everyone who lives in Wells, a village in Wales. She is the girl next door and a friend to all. Despite being close to her loving family, gorgeous little sister, good friends, and sense of community, she is the only lesbian in town, and she is lonely. Enter Rosalind Thorne. Rosalind and Poppy were inseparable as youngsters. Rosalind was a town outsider. She spoke her mind and was not a pushover. As a result, she was labeled as trouble, and the only reason anyone put up with her was because of her connection to Poppy. Then they turned 16, and overnight, something happened that caused Rosalind to push Poppy away, breaking her heart. Eventually, Rosalind left town, and Poppy was left with a big question mark as to why she had lost her best friend. Fifteen years later, Rosalind walks back into Poppy's life and turns her calm, quiet world upside down. Hurt feelings erupt, and secrets are revealed. But can they ever find friendship again? let alone anything more. Such a good book. It is. For those not familiar with the book, we've done extensive podcasts about this book because it's just one of those once-in-a-lifetime reads. I agree. This book was definitely responsible for me missing a lot of sleep one night because I just couldn't find a place to put it down. I think that Claire Ashton did such a wonderful job bringing us into life in this village of Wells. You know, you hear folks talk about writers being great at setting. And this is a a good example of how setting is not just a description of a physical place. I think it's also uh, being able to give you a sense of what it's like for the characters to live there. And so all aspects of the community from Yes, the way that the the village looks, but also the people who live there, the businesses, how they interact, and and how they've built these relationships with each other over the years. 100% Wells becomes its own character in the story. And it's evident how much Ashton loves Wales. 
It is. I was thinking about this book and I, I came to the conclusion for myself that I think there are actually three main characters in the book. There's Poppy, there's Rosalind, and then there's Wells. And I think Wells actually gets probably more attention in the book than Rosalind does, which works well for the story that Ashton is trying to tell um, because she needs Rosalind to remain a bit of a cipher throughout the novel because you're wondering, what is this that happened when they were 16? Poppy remains absolutely dumbfounded that their relationship went so wrong, their friend relationship. We spend so much of the novel trying to figure out who is Rosalind, why is she back, what does she want? 100%. Yes, if Ashton had brought to light Rosalind's whole story and all the mystery was gone, it wouldn't have been half the story it was in the end. Right. And Rosalind, uh, one of my all-time favorite <laughs> love interest characters, um, I think what I liked about her so much is that she really challenged Poppy in the best way. Um, Poppy was such a positive person who thought the best of everyone, and that could sometimes slide into naivete, naivete hard word to say. And, and Rosalind kind of calls her on that and says... You know, Poppy, there are other things going on here in this town that, you know, you're too Pollyanna-ish to recognize. And um, she brings a little bit of that toughness to Poppy's life that Poppy really needs to have. But on the flip side, Pop Poppy makes Rosalind see the good and the beauty and the the stuff that Rosalind is always looking past to, because she's quite cynical. Ah, uh, Rosalind. She is, she is, and and that's a great point that Poppy really brings so much warmth to the lives of everyone that she encounters in the village, and we we see that explored throughout the novel. And it's, I think that's another reason that this is a reread for me is that it's in a way a very comforting book. That uh, you know, Poppy's a wonderful character that we would all like to know. I feel like. And, um, yeah, just a great dynamic between those two. They, they complement each other very well. Absolutely. So what's your next book? Well, my next book, we're sticking with the Claire Ashton theme. My next book is The Goodmans. Um, Poppy Jenkins came out in 2016, I believe. And two years later, Ashton uh, published The Goodmans. I'm going to bring up the synopsis for this one. Okay, and here again from the Lesbian Review website is the synopsis for The Goodmans, also written by Sheena. The Goodmans by Claire Ashton is a book with a lot going on. You have romance, a mother-daughter relationship, the ending of a marriage, politics, and small-town issues. For the sake of my sanity, I'm not going to go into each one other than to say they wove together well and make for an interesting read, and the politics escape me to some degree. Now let's get to the fun bits and talk about the lesbians. Meet Abby Hart, an appropriate name since she is the heart of the first half of the book. Good observation there, Sheena. She is a doctor in the small town of Ludbury and has been friends with Jude Goodman since they studied together at university. They are extremely close friends, and for Abby, the feelings run even deeper than that. She is in love with Jude. Jude, on the other hand, is in a long-term relationship with her boyfriend, whose name I can't remember, and frankly, I didn't like him anyway, so I don't want to look it up. I hope he trips over his feet on the way out of the door. 
And in parentheses, it says, it's Bill. I didn't like him either, and that's a much kinder fate than I'd wished on him. That's a note from Tara. What happens when Jude discovers that Abby is in love with her? Is it possible for her to fall in love with her best friend, even though she's never had any inclination towards women? If you will step this way, I would like to introduce you to Maggie Goodman. She is like a whirlwind of passion as she sweeps through her life. It's an exciting time for the Goodmans because Eli, Jude's younger brother, is bringing his girlfriend to visit, and the family will be back together again. But Maggie is dreading telling her kids that she and her husband are in the process of getting a divorce. It's not that she wants to keep him close. He has really been more like a friend in her life. That, however, becomes the least of Maggie's problems when her past blows into town and turns everything upside down. And because Ashton is an evil genius, you never know what's around the next corner. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Good synopsis. Ah, well, I think if we talked about how Poppy Jenkins has really three main characters, The Goodmans has at least four, and Ashton does a wonderful job, in my mind, of plotting this novel and, you know, increasing the level of difficulty even from her previous book, and she somehow makes it all work. We go through a large portion of the novel thinking that the book is about one thing, and then she really opens up the umbrella of the book to bring in so much more. I noticed a lot of the things that you mentioned in your synopsis. I have, you know, my notes say that Ashton manages to combine a wonderful romance with um, meditations on the loss of community in this age of austerity, the decline of religion, and even, you know, some allusions to Brexit. So there is a lot going on in this in this book. And I think it just is an illustration to me of how uh, I put Ashton in one of those next level categories of writers It looks like she takes about two years between books, and to me, you can really tell that she puts that extra time and and work into her books. Ashton is one of these rare authors that you don't even really find in the mainstream world. Like, it's it's this once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing, and I feel so grateful that she's writing Lesvik, because I feel like you're 100% right. She she takes it to a whole nother level. Absolutely. I I feel so lucky to have discovered her. And I think I actually got turned on to Poppy Jenkins through your website. And then, uh, of course, after I read that one, I had to, you know, just be on the lookout for her next release. And this one absolutely did not disappoint. And I'm hoping if she sticks to this two-year schedule that we'll have a new one from her in 2020. <laughs> you hear that, Claire? We're expecting a new novel from you very soon. (laughs) That's right. We're tired of waiting. This one, again, she does a really good job with setting. We see multi-generational family life. You mentioned the mother-daughter relationship. There are a couple of mother-daughter relationships in this book. There's even a relationship that, you know, a loving relationship with a grandmother She's so good at, you know, writing these multi-generational interactions. It's a loving, you know, description without being overly sweet. She's also great at humor. I think about this when I, I think you may have said this, you know, when you were talking with Ashton on one of your interviews that, you know, Poppy Jenkins, if it's the boob novel, then I think the Goodmans is the thigh novel. And if folks have read these, then they know what we're referring to there. She also does, I think, some of the best humorous sexual tension that I've ever read. Poppy Jenkins has a great scene in the cafe, and 
and this one, uh, although not as humorous, it's definitely a, a tense moment on a dance floor that you'll remember from reading The Goodmans. This one threw me for a loop, and, and I've read it several times, and each time I, I find more to to be impressed by in, in this book and how she was able to plot it out and you know keep adding new elements to the story and make it all work. Her actual use of language as well is magnificent. If anybody can string a sentence together, it's Ashton. And to the point where I'll sometimes stop reading just to reread something because it's just so poignant and beautiful and makes my heart sing. Absolutely. And I think there's so much in her books for people in all different phases and, and life situations. So I have small children and, and there are definitely some passages in the Goodmans when Maggie is, is, you know, bittersweetly describing how her children have grown and how it's almost like uh, she's saying goodbye to different people in her life as these stages of her kids pass. And uh, that really touched me in a, in a deep way. So I, I agree. Uh, beautiful job of writing. Thank you for spending your time with TLR. We rely on the support of listeners, patrons and advertisers. So please click on our links to buy. Check out the show notes to find our Patreon link and support our advertisers. You are listening to the Lesbian Review podcast. We bring you the best lesbian books, movies and music reviews on thelesbianreview.com. All right, now that we have gushed all over Claire Ashton and back again, <laughs> who's, who's the next book? So the next one, I'm again, I'm not going out much on a limb. I picked a couple of really popular authors, but the next one is Strawberry Summer by Melissa Braden. And the synopsis from for this book um, from the Lesbian Review website written by Tara. And it says... Strawberry Summer by Melissa Braden is a second chance romance that will stick with you for a long time and maybe even make you think of your first love. Margaret Berenger is shy and awkward, trying to draw as little attention to herself as possible at school, when Courtney Carrington blows into her life and takes an interest in her. Courtney doesn't care that she's in a family of strawberry farmers or that her only friend is her cousin Bertha. For those few short weeks before Courtney and her mother move across the country, she makes Maggie's life sparkle. When Courtney returns to Tanner Peak the following summer to work at her father's department store, she and Maggie strike up a relationship that quickly runs deep and beautiful. They keep things going by long distance during the year while they're in college, and each summer Courtney returns to town until circumstance intervenes and Courtney leaves Maggie alone and brokenhearted. The last thing Margaret expects five years later is to see Courtney back in Tanner Peak. Memories and feelings long shoved down start to resurface, despite Margaret's determination to ignore them. And while the spark is still there, so are the scars. Can she let the past go and give her first love a second chance? Well, since it's Melissa Braden, I'm going to say absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. She's so great at making you really worry and, and pull for the characters throughout the book and then pulling off a, a wonderful ending at the end for them. So again, I, I think of this one as... A comfort read in a way. It's not as lighthearted as Poppy Jenkins. Definitely has a lot of angst and challenges for the two main characters as they grow and change and go apart and come back together over the years. But it's also, Braden does such a great job with pulling us into 
Maggie's life and making us feel like we know her each step of the way. There's a reason Brayden is such a legend in the in the industry, you know. There is. And I I felt like with this book, I got a little bit different sense than I did from her other novels. It felt more intimate to me in a way, a little less lighthearted than some of her other reads. I do enjoy every one of her books that I read. They're all, you know, a good read and quality. But this one just uh, really touched a heartstring for me. That's awesome. Three epic books that I highly recommend anybody look up because they're all very good. Where can people find you online if they want to come connect with you? Because now they're going to listen to you and they're going to know you're awesome. And (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have enjoyed being on Twitter. I've actually been introduced to Twitter through this reviewer group. And you can find me at Miranda L. Reads on Twitter. That's probably the best place to look. And, uh, you know, I I look forward to hearing from anyone. and, And I would really like to know what your listeners' favorite rereads have been. All right, so there you have it. Miranda, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning into the special TLR podcast series where we have been chatting about our favorite rereads. Please make sure to use our buy links for Amazon or become a patron. Using our buy links gives us a small commission on purchases you make on Amazon within 24 hours of clicking the link. Becoming a patron means you get exclusive content. Go to patreon.com slash the lesbian review for more.